Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League and joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, I am good. Uh, I got to enjoy three great games of football, some other interesting games of football on the weekend. Uh, but the, the big storyline is obviously the top six teams all versus each other on the weekend. And we got a few takeaways. And, you know, I think, I think Melbourne is still, at the moment, they're the top team. They're the team to beat. Yeah, so Manly gave him a real tilt, I felt. It was 28-18. Manly did it with very limited possession. I think it was about 42% of the ball. Uh, And even then, their completion rate was not amazing. But in the time they did have the ball, that they definitely put on a show, um, scored a lot of points against a Melbourne team renowned for its defence. And But that Melbourne's... um, Points for this season is absolutely ticking up. It's up to 717 with four rounds to go. Um, they've won 17 in a row, two more wins, and they equal the great Eastern Suburbs team of 1975 with 19 in a row uh, and one more than that. And it's that's it. That's the record smashed, um, which would be absolutely extraordinary if they could go through the season with two losses uh, and 22 wins would be quite a feat. Um, In the Panthers-Roosters game, I think uh, Penrith just sort of, you know, reminded everyone they're still here, they're still around. Roosters uh, did very well, definitely up for the fight. Um, I think we're seeing something happening, and I I recall this when Sam Burgess was playing. The referees like to pick out particular players that they apply the rules to that don't apply to everyone else. We saw it with Jared Barea Hargraves um, being sin-binned. We saw it with Jack Hetherington being... um, being suspended again, I think it's eight times in 38 games. And then the other takeaway is, of course, on the Friday night game, Parramatta are in a bit of a slump. Um, they're just looking a bit bit shaky at the moment. They're um, precariously holding on to fourth place, equal with the Roosters. The fact that Manly lost gives them a, a bit of breathing room, um, but it doesn't get much easier. They play Manly this weekend. Um, which will be another huge clash. But I, th- I think Para is in a bit of trouble. Uh, they lost by 28 against South. Um, they lost by 28 the week before against the Roosters. Um, just looking a bit shaky. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening there. That's obviously the big story and the, and the future of Brad Arthur. And um, But, yeah. Well, you posed a question to me, which I, I loved. It's... in. You know, next year, Wayne Bennett is still without a job. Uh, there's not going to be a expansion team next year due to the COVID situation and funds running low. If Parramatta bow out early in the finals, Brad Arthur will have to perform some sort of miracle to keep his job. 
And I think that if they don't at least make the semi-final and put up a really good fight in that game, he will not be the coach of the Parramatta Eels next year. The other big issue is they've probably lost Reed Marnie for the season. And he's been a big part of them uh, their success this year. Uh, another shoulder issue, which he's been dealing with all year. Um, but another thing that you mentioned is during the game, the moment Parramatta were down big and they started throwing the ball around trying to chase points, they looked so much better. And you only hope that like a team could play like that for a full 80 minutes instead of the last 10 minutes when you're trying to chase points and not have another nil on the scoreline. Uh, you know, there was a couple of chip and chase. Mitchell Moses came alive a bit, set up a few tries, and they looked so much better because of it. Because before that, their attack was so stale, which was the problem against the Roosters. Um, you mentioned the whole Hargraves issue. He seems to be able to breathe on a player and cops a, uh, cops a you know, trial at the judiciary. Uh, Angus Crichton's now out for three weeks, I believe, because of the crush tackle. He's had his fights with the judiciary all year. So... Uh, like we versed the Broncos this week, they beat us early in the season. You know that's not a gimme anymore. Uh, that fourth spot, I think it's I think it's going to be Manly who take it. And I think they're going to take it this week when they beat Parramatta. I think that's going to be what happens. Yeah. So Parramatta, just going back to them for a second. So they they do have a bit of a problem. Um, so last year they went out in um, straight sets. They lost the week two game to Souths. Um, which you may recall, Michael, because you had to watch it at my house with me. Um, yep. And then the, the year before that, they, of course, thumped the Broncos in the first week of the finals uh, and then went out to the Storm. So um, top four, the, they will have to make a preliminary this year, I think, for, for Brad Arthur to be safe. It's ridiculous for having this proposition and they're having this discussion, but this is the nature of being coach of a team that hasn't won a premiership for so long. Um, I feel the pressure for them is the pressure that Souths copped about uh, eight years ago um, when there was this sort of, um, you know, the, the, the premiership was so close, but it was almost so far. And um, he's done he's done a great job, but I, I just don't understand that they, they're a creative football team, that they're high energy uh, and they love playing uh, with a lot of excitement and, and razzle-dazzle and they just seem to go into their shell two weeks in a row and I understand that Mitchell Moses wasn't there, but I've never seen a clunkier-looking attack than I saw in that Roosters game. And then the Souths game, once they clicked in and scored that uh, their first try, they then quickly scored a second. And I, I just don't understand why they just can't keep that up. They're going to be hard-pressed against a manly team um, that is brimming with confidence. Um, they, they will take a lot of confidence out of that loss against Melbourne, I think, because they really stuck it to them. They put them under pressure. Um, whereas Parramatta have just lost to um, an understrength Roosters uh, and to Souths, who and both gave them a walloping. Um, and I, I think there's some difficulties there. Um, the rest of the ladder, Mike, it's just, I think, <clears throat> the way it's looking, the Titans will probably get that seventh spot, I think. I think they'll get that seventh spot. And then uh, Newcastle, they're currently sitting in ninth, but they're, they're four and against is minus 139. Um, a game this week, the Sharks play the Knights, 9th first 10th. That'll be a bit of a decider. Uh, St. George will probably struggle against Penrith, and I think their season has slipped out of their hands. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the all, yeah, uh, the Sharks on the weekend did themselves no favours in the way that they played. They blew that game so hard. 
Like they they just made stupid mistakes down the end. It just showed a lack of experience in someone like Sean Johnson. If he was in the side, they probably would have won that game. Going for I think they were they were down by two points. They had a penalty right in front and they went for the win instead of trying to tie it up. Uh, things like that. It's just you can't you can't do that. And that's a lack of experience. I think they're lacking direction and I think they're probably gonna lose this week to the Knights. We'll get to our tips later. Um but yeah, uh, the night the night's big issue is their for and against. But I think coming into it, they're the team with the most strike, the most the the most attacking weapons. They've got Bradman Best, Caleb Ponga, Mitchell Pierce. Uh, they looked better on the weekend against the Broncos, uh, who were you know have found a bit of form late in the season and are putting uh, giving putting up a bit of a fight against a lot of these teams. So yeah, the Titans I think will get it because they've got a decent run. I don't think it's too difficult. And they they have the ability to score points tight, which a lot of those teams, the other teams, I don't think do. Canberra is going to be an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I'm unsure. Uh, good. Matt Burton, by the way, was incredible against the Roosters the other night. And apparently he's on a $450,000 $450, contract with the Bulldogs next season, which is an absolute steal. If you ask me, let's hope that he can actually uh, perform like he has for Pendriff under Trent Barrett. Yeah, I have no doubt with more time in the um, first grade side and a consistent approach, he will definitely perform um, well above the worth of his contract. Just going back to the Titans and whoever takes eighth spot, which we think will be Newcastle, if those two teams come in on a bit of form and Parramatta, we know they've got a difficult draw. Um, face one of these two teams, it, it could be a could be a real challenge for Para. So um, fifth and sixth, obviously the the top six and the rest is a huge issue. But if you get an informed seventh and eighth against a against a, a battered and bruised fifth and sixth, um, there could be something there to look at. I know that this is what happened last year. Souths, of course, uh, came sixth in the um, at the end of the, of the regular season ended up taking on power and and beating them in that final. So um, something to look out for there. But the finals are getting closer. You can feel it, Mike. The days are getting longer. The weather's getting a bit warmer. And uh, September is coming. September is coming. All right. Uh, Let's leave the results for uh, last week in the past and jump into our top four this week. Emmanuel, what are we doing? Okay, we're doing top four, five, eights. Mike, I've actually got one for the next week or the week after. I actually want to go to top four coaches. Um, this might so, be the case. Yeah, so that's coming up. But in yeah. the meantime, uh, top four five-eighths of the NRL era. Uh, no surprises for my first one, Brad Fittler. Uh, two premierships, 91 and 2002. Great player for New South Wales. Um, just a brilliant player to watch. Um, obviously, doesn't seem to get the recognition uh, in terms of accolades that you see uh, Johns and, and Lockyer and Cam Smith and Billy Slater get. For, and I'm not really sure why that is. I thought he was an excellent player. I just I don't know what what that's about. I think the issue is, and I actually have him second. I don't have him first. I think the issue is that a lot of like the generation today didn't get to watch a lot of Brad Fittler. He retired in 2004. He was part of that incredible Roosters run between 2000, 2000, 2000 yeah, 2000, 2004. Um, but a lot of his, a lot of his success was also, you know, 
pre the NRL era in that, you know, for Penrith in 1991, uh, you know, uh, he was a captain of Australia, captain of New South Wales, came back, I think it was the 2004 Origin Series where we were out of players and he, he got the call from Gus and, you know, saved our team. Uh, incredible player. One of the deadliest left foot steps you'll ever see. Uh, was just a brilliant, brilliant ball player. Incredible 5'8". Still remember that intercept on Joey in the 2000 semifinals uh, to take the Roosters to the grand final over the Knights. Um, yeah, it, absolutely incredible player. But I think it's he just didn't play enough in this NRL era for me to have him number one. Whereas my number one is someone that you mentioned earlier, who's Darren Lockyer. Uh, I he you know made the transition from fullback to five eight. Uh, and paved the way for – he was just an incredible player. Uh, led that Broncos team to a premiership in 2000, 2006. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. Part of the origin success for Maroons for a large portion of uh, their campaign. And Yeah, his try started at Michael. His, his try did start. Try. That, the pass um, off Brett Hodgson. Yeah, the swoop on yep. the intercept really started. Yep. I, I exactly. have such vivid memories of that that try and, and thinking it was a, because up until that moment, sort of my recollection of origin was blue series, blue series, blue series. Oh, 2002 was drawn and, and then blue series in 05 as well. And yeah. I just remember seeing that, um, that Lockyer pickup and thinking, oh, this is a Queensland fluke and, you know, we'll be back to normal proceedings next year. And to think that it wasn't until 2014 that we would again taste Blues success, which is an incredible amount of time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Lockyer was my second. Um, I just, it, just for the same reasons, just a, a great player. Um, great leader great, as well. Excellent leader. Um, played so many tests for Australia, so many origins for Queensland. It's just, I think, almost had two careers in the sense that he played so much time at fullback and then so much time at 5'8". And, I just my memories of him in both positions are quite clear as well, and how he used to just be so masterful in both roles. So, yeah, exactly. um, a very clear top two from us. My third place, Mike, was <clears throat> someone who is now at my club, but who yeah. I've always loved to watch, and that's Benji Marshall. Yeah, Benji uh, my third as well. I just think an amazing player has completely changed the nature of of how. Um, the game was played and, and just in, introduced this sidestep when it, when he debuted for the Tigers and, and it just became it's such a part of rugby league folklore. I mean, he's just created this move that everyone wanted to emulate and follow. Um, his career, of course, started um, as a renowned touch, touch football player uh, and you can see that skill um, in his game clearly and, it, you know, he's still got it. Great game manager, um, great control of the team. It's great that he's had... Um, a second, a second or third or fourth win, whatever you like to call it, at Souths this year, um, after stints with the Tigers, Dragons, uh, and the Broncos, and of course in um, in in uh, Super Rugby. But just really enjoying the fact that he's on our side this year. And I, I must confess, as a rugby league tragic mind, that I do love to watch some footage of that 2005 Tigers team because there was just such a hype around this team, and there was just. They just had so many amazing moves. It, it was a time of where rugby league w- was really at its prime. Crowds for the were um, amazing. Um, Tim Sheens was the coach of the Tigers, and, and obviously he'd had success in the 90s and the 80s 
with Canberra. Um, and I just think that watching that sort of stuff is just, a, it was just a great time for rugby league. And I think there's a, there's a final of the Dragons and the Tigers at the SFS. And you go and watch Benji in this game. He's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, Benji is, uh, for a lot, of, a lot of those kids who are probably around 20 right now, he was their inspiration. Everyone wanted to emulate the Benji step and that infamous flick to Pat Richards in the grand final. Everyone wanted to be like Benji. He was what everyone inspired to play like, uh, just off-the-cuff football, saw what was in front of him. His elusiveness and his ability to beat defenders was incredible. Uh, Just one of the best intuitive players you'll see in the game. yeah, he, he had a bit of injury troubles, though. That was that was the big mark on Benji's career, Was had a lot of injury issues. Uh, other than that 2005 grand final, had you know hasn't really had a huge amount of success. Didn't work out in rugby. Went to the Dragons for a bit. Um, that didn't pan out too well. Back to the Tigers. His last couple of stints were good, but no final, no playoffs or finals berths. So... Look, I think we we all remember those 2005, that 2005 run and how impressive he was and how electric he was. But uh, I think you know there, there is a clear top two, and like I'm I'm struggling, I'm I'm still pondering now, like who is who is my four, who is my four five eight, and I want to hear your thoughts before I dive into mine. Well, I think my own judgment of who to put in this role. Um, <clears throat> I thought it had to be a premiership winner, Mm. okay? And even then, you think back to the Storm uh, and all their success in grand finals and to Manly and and their success um, in grand finals, um, uh, you know, for me, the number six was never key, like the key standout in those teams. Uh, And then I I thought about um, Luke Keary, who's uh, won premierships at two clubs, but I, I actually, for me, it, it's James Maloney. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty good answer. It is a very good answer. But I just, I would just, I wasn't sure how to go. Um, he's he taken. Um, so he's got two premierships. He won three grand finals. Um, yep. with the Warriors, with um, the Roosters, with the and Roosters the and the Sharks. Um, and it had a lot of success at Origin level. He's been a proven partner to whoever's. Um, Whoever's been, oh, he's been a he's been a, a great fill in in that role in the and um, I just think a a great leader and he's got great chat on the field and um, for me especially at club level I think James Maloney is just such a is, is such a great player and, and just such an asset to any club I think the Roosters really struggled when they let him go um, he was crucial to the Warriors making the 2011 um, Grand Final and then reunited with Coach Ivan Cleary. Um, in 2017 and we know what he did for the Sharks in 2016 so um sorry in 2019 or whenever he went to Panthers but I, I just think he was also crucial to um helping Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce stabilize his game with the Roosters in 2013 helped Townsend out and helped Cleary out as well so a lot a lot to um a lot to um contribute from him and I, I just thought he he's just one that springs to mind and is probably not sort of your standout James Maloney is Esh, like he's not a Fittler or Lockyer style player. No. But then there are there aren't many five eights in this era that are. I mean, arguably someone like Cody Walker is an incredible talent. Yeah. And Luke Keary is an incredible talent too. But I don't think Keary um has the 
has the sort of hype about him that others do. He's, he's won the Churchill, but I, I just don't think he plays that sort of regular um, five-eighth role like um, Benji, Fittler and Lockyer have. And then yeah. for Cody Walker, he hasn't won a premiership. So, I mean, for me, it's it, it can't be in this category, even though I think he's one of the great instinctive footballers. Yeah, so your, your caveat of winning a premiership is why I settled on my number four, and it's going to be an interesting one. It's Brayton Astor. 2004 Premiership with the Bulldogs, uh, played in the grand final with the Roosters in 2010. Uh, I don't think he was 5'8", though. I think he was playing second row at that point. But he was a great player uh, in his t- in his time, great for the Bulldogs during that run between 2002 and 2004, or 2001 and 2004. Uh, 2002 was a bad year for them. Yeah, I just... It, I, I leaned on the person who's won a premiership and he was a your quintessential 5'8", played for New South Wales uh, as well. So I, I went with Brad Fittler. But as you said, like, I, I thought about I thought about uh, Kiri, I thought about Cody Walker, and they just don't seem like traditional 5'8s like your Lockheers or your Fittlers. And that's why I settled on an Asta. Yeah. Um, interesting choice, to be honest. Um, I do think an is a better player than he is commentator. I will say that. Oh yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> it would be But yeah, the, the I mean, the other one to, to, that comes to mind, even out of that sort of um, Blues success in the early two thousands, would be Trent Barrett, who played that number six role, but again, no premiership. Yeah, and exactly. um, I just I, and you you really do sort of struggle to think of a, a good number six. Even you, I guess um, first with with play we've put in that in that seven role yeah. uh, in previous weeks, but he, he did play a lot of six. Um, but I, I just think he, he was a better number seven than he was a number six. And, and, and you really rack your brain to, to think of sort of stars that are like, you look at the retired players. And I, I think the main one probably that, that would also come to mind um, that we haven't mentioned of the NRL era um, that had a lot of success at club origin and national level would be Ben Eichen. Yeah, well, his career was cut short as well. Uh, but yeah, like most most clubs now that win the premiership, either has like an incredible hooker or an incredible five, uh, an incredible number seven or a fullback. The number yeah. six kind of is like the support player who does a bit of everything else. Even you know, I know Kiri was the the like he had the six on his back, but he basically played like a halfback in that 2018 grand final. Um, so yeah, you know. Uh, Cody Walker plays behind Adam Reynolds, so like Reynolds gets a lot. Reynolds does a lot of a lot more, I think, than Walker does. And Walker, you know, he is that second receiver who who will set up, uh, be the you know, he's, he's just not organising the team. And I think the number sevens seem to be a bit more prominent in today's game than the number sixes. Uh, uh, and number sixes, you know, those big running five eights who had all the skills, you don't find them as much anymore. I think that's. Yeah. I think. I think what's happened is. That role has been taken over by the fullback. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would say that's the case. Uh, and you think, of, and you think about it in particular with Melbourne is sort of like they never really the five eight was never such a a major. And it's probably undermining a few five eights here, but you never. I think because Slater was there, Slater yeah. did a lot of that playmaking that would that would sort of assist the fullback and the hooker, um, yeah. which and, is and why it became such a crucial. Another, another player we should mention, like five eight, who who has who is a very good five eight, is Cameron Munster. 
yeah. who has won a premiership, who's won two premierships. So two premierships, one premiership, two, 17 and 17 and last year. Yeah. 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 Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Mike, tipping yeah. update. Let's do it. Okay. Nick Sat is uh, clear by two points after a resounding seven out of eight. Um, and then um, Anthony Pankless has dropped back a bit, um, two points behind after getting six out of seven this week. Michael J, Alex B, and Paul S round out the top five. Both, um, all three, they've got seven. Michael, you got six after a sneaky change back to the Roosters. Yeah. Um, and My you heart, are Emmanuel. equal. Yeah, your heart. Um, didn't think you had one, but okay. Uh, and you're, you're um, equal with Camilla, who also got six this round. And Mark V has jumped into eighth spot. Uh, Tom S on 117 is a point behind you guys. He's dropped a bit after getting five out of eight. And Zach B rounds out the top 10. A lot of sevens this round for a round that was meant to be particularly difficult. So, um, And then looking at the ladder, top, top six, um, it's Storm on 38, Panthers and Souths on 36, and then uh, four points, four wins behind uh, Parramatta and the Roosters on 28, Manly 26, Titans and Raiders on 20 in seventh and eighth. Then Knights, Sharks, Dragons, uh, Dragons sit on 18, Warriors and Tigers 16th in 12th and 13th, Cowboys on 14, Broncos on 12, and the Bulldogs sitting on six points with only two wins this year. All right. Yep. Should we get into this week? Let's get into round 22. Are we on? Round 22. We're up to round 22 Jeez. games. Four rounds left. Four rounds left. Games Three are spread. Rounds left. Four rounds. Games, four rounds. <laughs> games are spread across uh, Queensland this week, which is great news. So um, the Storm are going to be hosting the Raiders on the Sunshine Coast on Thursday night. Uh, Melbourne just don't know anything other than winning. Um, but as we said, coming off a, a, a more challenging game last week, um, they welcomed back Felice Kafusi and Big Nelson with Tommy Eisenhuth and Maroa um, being relegated to the reserves. Pap is fine, despite copping a knock to the knee last week in his third game back. Um, hopefully he gets more involved and more comfortable. For the Raiders, uh, Simonson returns after his toe injury. Um, he's been named on the wing and Rapana retains fullback. Sia Soliola joins the interchange at the expense of Anderson, who played four minutes in his NRL debut against the Dragons last week. Mike, who you got? Uh, Melbourne in a landslide. Look at Melbourne's bench. Look at Melbourne's bench. Harry Grant, Chris Lewis, Nelson Asafa Solomona, and Ryan Pappenhausen. Three of those players would be starters on every other team in the NRL, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's not an opinion, it's a fact. It's just, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how good this team is going at the moment. They are almost completely <laughs> healthy. Uh, it's Winning is just second nature to them, and I don't see them going down to the Canberra Raiders, who they have a bit of a history with. They've had some really brutal games in the past, but Raiders just aren't up for that contest this year. Yeah, Another thing and you no, mentioned, uh, games played all across Queensland. I think they're allowed 50% capacity as well, which is great for the NRL. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very – it's exciting for the players as well because I think they've just um, – I think they get a bit distracted when the crowds aren't there. They lose their motivation a bit at yeah. times. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and back to your comment about the bench, that's no offence either to Chris Lewis, who is sitting amongst Harry Grant, Big Nelson, and Ryan Papahousen, no, I'm sure. Nelson, Nelson, I'm Chris <laughs> Lewis is a, is a first-grade player. He's a first-grade <laughs> player. I just, he's not on those three levels. Those three no, levels. exactly. <laughs> okay, um, Barbecue Gate is officially over for the Dragons, um, with all players um, now available at all times. So Jared Bill and Josh Kerr are back. Bill comes into the centres of Cody Ramsey, who requires... I don't know if you saw this injury on NRL Physio's Twitter page, Mike. He didn't wear a mouth guard, and he's got some teeth injuries. They've snapped and have gone into the nerves and just wear a mouth guard. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, he actually collided with McCulloch as well, which makes it even more frustrating. So, um, yeah. Tarek Sims... So I, can't, I, can't, I can't say it. Like, I, I've played without a mouth guard before. It's, it is a bit easy to breathe and talk, but it's stupid. <laughs> no. Also, Mike... <laughs> Your career's over, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. Tarek Sims misses the match after he was charged. Um, and Tyrrell Fulimaona returns from a one-game suspension uh, that he copped against South a couple of weeks ago. Shakur joins the bench on his return, and Jaden Hunt is in the reserves. For the Panthers, Stephen Crichton's back from suspension, um, but Kurt Capewell will miss the game after he was banned um, for a game due to a dangerous throw. Naden's been recalled onto the wing. Um, Coruscant heads to the judiciary tonight um, to beat a contrary conduct charge. And if unsuccessful, he'll miss one game. Hopgood comes onto the interchange with Spencer Lenew out. Nathan Cleary has been named among the reserves as he nears a shoulder, return from a shoulder injury, will not be risked with Burton and Luai going well in the playmaking roles. Um, Pangai Jr. took leave last week and the club is yet to confirm whether the Bronco will be available to make his debut. Uh, very similar to the first game, Penrith in a landslide. Uh, if Nathan could play, I, I don't know whether you can just hold him out one more week. This Dragons team is uh, pretty underwhelming. Uh, interesting that Dufty has just, he, he's now out of this team completely. Um, yeah, Penrith for me, an easy one. I think they're quite strong at the moment. Matt Burton is no. The, the drop-off from Burton to Cleary is... Cleary's fantastic, but Burton is very, very capable at filling that that role. Yeah. Uh, Friday night game, I remember when this was the two big guns, Mike. Broncos hosting uh, the Roosters at Suncorp. Um, for the Broncos, Flegler's returning from suspension, which will bolster the Brisbane pack. And Palacia will miss the remainder of the season after suffering a fractured shoulder blade. Um, Albert Kelly moves into the starting side at halfback with Brodie Croft making way. He's, of course, off to the English Super League. Um, Cobbo comes in at centre for Arthurs while Xavier Coates gets a start at the wing and Pasako is out. Rabadi joins the interchange after he was 18th man last week. Um, Crichton will miss the next three games after he accepted an early guilty plea. Um, in his absence, Tupanua moves from centre to second row. Manu goes from wing to centre and Copley comes in on the wing for his first game after joining the club last week. Um, as we mentioned earlier, JWH is carrying a number of... Um, well, as we mentioned, he's not playing this week, but he's carrying a number of niggling injuries, including, I think, a broken finger. So um, White joins the bench in his absence and Ikevalu and Josh Morris are both unlikely to return before the finals. Still got some troops there, Mike. Yeah. Somehow I can recognise a lot of the players on that team. Uh, I thought Sam Barrows had a really bad game against the Panthers. Just, uh, 
they're AW hard errors than the Broncos, even though, as I mentioned before, we did lose to them earlier on in the season. Uh, but I think Joey Manu has been incredible uh, playing basically a second fullback, uh, similar to the Tom Trubovich role. And Drew Hutchinson has been really good for us, I think. He's, he's you know, he was... He was a really promising player coming through the ranks and just had ACL injury after ACL injury after ACL injury and just held him back. But he's, he's finding a bit of form. Uh, some club, I think, might be able to pick him up next year. And, you know, we're going to have a few halves next year and some of them might be able to play. Okay. So three o'clock Saturday, the Rabbitohs host the Titans um, on the Gold Coast. So... Mike, I know it feels like a lifetime ago. We were on uh, on the Gold Coast last time these two met, yep. um, uh, and it was a point scoring a thon. I think Souths won forty points to thirty. Uh, if Souths score forty and the Titans score more than twenty, I'm going to be very frustrated. Wayne's gone with the same seventeen that took care of the Eels last week. Um, Marshall was eased back into the game, um, and they'll be looking to have more of an influence this week. For the Titans, um, Holbrook has made just one change with Peachy returning from suspension to push Aaron Clark out of the 17. Fogarty has recovered from a finger injury, but Holbrook has gone once again with in-form halves pairing of Sexton and Ash Taylor um, to match wits with Adams, uh, Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. Um, this is a game that Souths will need to have some defensive prowess because both sides can score a lot of points. Um, and I'd rather just see a bit more effort in defence from South. Yeah, that's that's the thing that we need to see from South in the next couple of weeks is can they keep teams from scoring? Because that's been the big question on theirs all year is can their defence hold up against the top teams? We've seen you drop 50 against both Penrith and Melbourne. Uh, as you mentioned, 30 points from the Titans uh, earlier on in the season. I think that's the most points scored by a losing team this year. Uh so yeah, I that's that's I, I'm still tipping South. South's so definitely the better team. Uh, it's just how many points do you let in? Um, interesting that Feeder is now basically uh, maligned on the bench and comes on and plays the last sixty. Just takes the heat away from him in the first twenty minutes and comes on against the tied edges and scores basically, which is what he did. Like he scored within like five minutes of coming on against the Bulldogs. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Souths again in an easy one for me. Yeah, hope you're right. Um, okay, so Saturday afternoon, five thirty, we're back up to Townsville. The Cowboys are hosting the Tigers. This is a game of twelfth up against, uh, sorry, thirteenth up against fourteenth. Um, so Todd Payton has lost Tamalolo, who's ruled out with a hand fracture, um, while the um, Talangi and Lachlan Burr will also miss this week after failing HIAs. Um, Condon moves up from the bench to take Tamalolo's place. Hampton shifts onto the wing and Granville slots into the centres. Hasn't he become a multi-purpose player? And RC will partner Granville in the centres with uh, Lemuelo dropping to the reserves and Molo gets a start at prop. Um, Cotter failed to get up this week while Speedster Tabuai Fido is expected to miss three more games. For the Tigers, no major injuries to report after the win over the Dogs. Um, the only change to the 21 is that James Roberts is replacing Tom Armoni on the extended bench. Um, Mike, who you got? Uh, this one's the toughest round, game of the round. I think the tip, uh, 
Uh, if you remember early on in the year, this was the game that was played directly after Tommy Radonikas died. Yep. And everyone thought that the Tigers would step up and get a victory for them, and the Cowboys blew them out of the park in, at Leichhardt in the first half. Um, playing up at Townsville, oh, the Cowboys were really bad on the weekend. Um, going to tip the Tigers. I'm going to tip the Tigers. I really like Stefano Uchukamanu. I think he's uh, a prop to watch in the future. Uh, played a, a, a lot of minutes as well, which I didn't think he had in him. Um, yeah, I just think the, the Tigers little bit better. Tamalolo, third broken hand this season, second one, uh, second on his left side. Ridiculous, ridiculous injuries. Like they're the broken hands are the fluke injuries that like shouldn't happen. And you're like, oh, they're they're not going to happen again. He's not an injury prone person. Three broken hands in a year. Come on, Tigers. <laughs> What's yeah. he doing? What's he Mate, doing? I've, What's he doing off the field to weaken those uh, hands? I, oh wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this lockdown. Paul Gallon did warn us. <laughs> he did. He did warn us. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Well, I I know he's got issues with the coach, so uh, yeah. maybe he's just doing it on purpose. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so Saturday night, probably the match of the round. Manly yep. hosting, um, hosting on the Sunshine Coast, um, Parramatta, who um, are coming off two losses to top six teams in the last couple of weeks. So um, Pasika suffered an ankle injury for Manly against Melbourne. Um, and um, Sipley, who started in place of Pasika, has accepted a one-week ban for a crusher. So Alloy A starts a prop to Lewis and Sirenen coming um, to the interchange. Kepi's unavailable um, after leaving the bubble to return to Sydney for the birth of his child. For the Eels, Reid Marnie, the poor kid, he's out for the rest of the season. That was so heart-wrenching to watch that last week. He was just in such um, discomfort and I just think just so emotionally drained from the return of that injury. Um, And Joey Lussett comes in um, for his first game since around 16. Kafusi's being rested this week um, and Papali'i, um, stepping up to take his place. Sean Lane comes off the interchange to fill the vacancy um, and Makatoa has um, been named to make his NRL debut. Michael Oldfield has been named to play his first game of the season with Hayes Dunster dropping to the reserves. Um, unsurprising, Dunster was targeted last week. Unsurprising also about Kafusi. That was a bad head knock early on against Souths. Um <clears throat> Missing that hooker is going to be big for Para. Yeah, I mainly, mainly at the moment they they definitely could have beat Melbourne. Uh, I don't think Parramatta could beat Melbourne, um, even though they did earlier in the year. Right now, I don't think they could. I'm tipping Manly. I think it'll be a closer game than what we saw against Souths. I think, but I just I just don't think that. Brad Arthur's as good a coach as Craig Bellamy and we're able to neutralise Tom Trevojevic as much. And if he gets going, it's game over. Yeah, uh, I think so um, I, am, I think some I'm things to take, to take out of this for Parramatta, I think that the lesson has to be just show the footage from as soon as Paris scored points last week. Just play some more expansive football. Um, Bryce Cartwright with Mo- yeah. with um, we've you know had a go at him before about his um, offloading and when it's just not required. 
Uh, he did some timely offloads last week against South. He gave him a bit of a spark. Obviously, the hook is going to be a problem, but I think Manly, they, they, they could be vulnerable here because they, they got up for last week's game and, and ever, the attention sort of more on them now than it has been before this. And they're playing some some more quality opponents than they have been. So um, if Para have a, a strong mentality and a mentality to win from the outset, um, there'll be a chance, but I think it's going to be Manly. Yep, agreed. Okay, Sunday, the Warriors host the Bulldogs uh, in a doubleheader at Redcliffe. Uh, so Kane Evans is out after that bizarre um, bizarre incident last weekend and Lodge um, will miss two weeks. Um Frey will make his NRL yeah. debut. Kane Evans. Kane Evans tried to fold uh, uh, Will Chambers. Yeah. I, I don't know what that, all that was about, to be honest. But if, I, I, if, I'm, if I I'm Craig Fitzgibbon, I don't know if I want that around next year. Is he signed with the Sharks, hasn't he? Fitzgibbon? No. Uh, Kane Evans. No. Oh, I Will mean, Chambers. For, for Chambers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Whatever. Okay, Townsend and Egan been named on an extended bench after recovering from shoulder injuries for the Dogs. Napa and Hetherington are out. CU Manifungai has been promoted from the interchange. And Ryan James has been loaned from Canberra um, after Ricky and Gus did a bit of a deal. And um, Dory moves into the second row in place of Waddell, um, while James's fellow Raiders loanee, Corey Horsburgh, takes CU Manifungai's place on the interchange. Warriors, yeah. uh, dogs, dogs missing a lot of a lot of players because of suspension and other is, other issues. Warriors should win this. Warriors should win this. Uh, one thing that was pointed out during the Sharks game was the combination forming between Harris Devita and uh, Reese Walsh. Uh, these next few games, the, like these last few games of the season. Uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see those two working together a lot better and forming those combinations to head into next year. You're going to have Sean Johnson come in and experienced uh, number seven as well, which will only improve that combination. So that's what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, Warriors for me, because how can you tip a team that's only won two games all season? Yeah. Um, okay, last game of the round, ninth and 10th, Sharks and Newcastle. So Will Chambers actually been dropped. Um, Talakai moved to the centres, um, uh, triggering a number of changes to the starting pack. So Williams shifts from lock to the back row. Rudolph drops back from prop to take over at 13. Hamlin Ueli steps up from the interchange to the front row. And Billy Magulius comes onto the interchange, Mike. Um, no yes, major in- free Billy. <laughs> No major injuries to report after the Warriors' loss, um, although Cronulla's pride may be dented um, after they failed to get past a side that played a man down for 20 minutes after two Kane Evans indiscretions. For Newcastle, Bradman Best sent a scare through camp when he went to hospital after the Broncos game to have his shoulder examined, but he's been named to play. Jaden Braley returns after being rested last round and Randall drops out of the squad. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who's, I think, one of Newcastle's better players, will miss the clash. Barnett switches to an edge. Watson starting corpse at lock, and Heimel Hunt has been selected despite failing <laughs> to finish oh, last, game day. <laughs> last Thursday's game. So Sungy comes onto the bench to fill the hole left by Connor Watson. Uh, 
Yeah, Connor Watson also linked to the Roosters next year to fill that utility role. Um, of course. Yeah, of course. well, we got we got some cap space. A few players retired. Don't know if you heard. Um, uh, the Roosters, the only club I know where a player signs for three hundred thousand, and when they leave, it creates one point six million dollars worth of space. Nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mitchell Pearce, uh, two games back, will only be better for it. Uh, Looked uh, looked a lot a uh, lot better with him in the side. His ability to just uh, dummy and go so so dangerous. Um, and his partnership with Jake Clifford will only get better. They probably I think that was their first game playing together this year because Clifford was a, a mid season uh, signing. Uh, Pungers only it's only going to help Punger, and I think Jalen Bradley will also help. They've got their full spine back. Watson at thirteen for the majority of the game. We hope. Uh, Frizzell back in the second row. This team, this nice team is looking like the team that we thought they could be, you know, one of those top eight teams at the start of the year. Uh, finally starting to get healthy. Nuts. Because how can you lose to a team that had a player seen been twice, only 12 men and lose still? Okay, so to go through Michael's tips, he's tipped the Storm over the Raiders, Penrith over the Dragons, Roosters over the Broncos, Souths to beat the Titans, Tigers to win in Townsville, Manly to um, continue Parramatta's woes, the Warriors to beat the Bulldogs, and Newcastle to beat Cronulla. Now, before we go, <clears throat> I have a big announcement to make. Um, for those of you that don't know, Michael is an incredibly talented person, and um, in, in ISO, he's been doing a few things. Um, he successfully organised Friends Trivia the other night for a whole group of us um, and asked us all for our questions and actually forgot mine, which is highly offensive. Um, so that, that's number one. But, you know, no grudge whatsoever, no gripes here. But no, number two, nothing, nothing. Michael, Michael is actually a, an incredible cook and um, he has been cooking during ISO and posting it on social media. Um, and so I just wanted to give Mike a big wrap because I think it's very impressive. Uh, and uh, if you are looking for a chef um, to do deliveries for you, then Michael is your man. Um, and if you need someone to organise your trivia night, do not ask him because he's likely to forget you. Uh, how good is trivia coming to a podcast <laughs> service near you? Emmanuel, thank you for the shout-outs. I will leave it there. Um, as always, please don't uh, forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on all socials. And if you want to see some cooking, follow my uh, private social. Uh, and Emmanuel, that hang is on, it. Hang on. Go. I forgot one thing. Uh, and before yeah. I forget, uh, yeah. Thursday is Michael's birthday. Um, and so I would like to also wish him a happy birthday. Um, I've actually organised a, um, a trivia night to celebrate Michael's birthday. I just forgot about him. Uh, and also Michael's going to bake himself a cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, <laughs> happy birthday, Mike. Um, Mate, I'll make my cake and I'll eat it too. Thank you, Emmanuel. Um, <laughs> Um, um, happy ha happy birthday, mate. Um, Thank you. And I love doing this podcast with you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's leave it at that, Emmanuel. One more thing. <laughs> How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. <laughs>